For weeks now, everyone's been wondering in Steeler Nation, can the Steelers offense figure it out? Can they find an identity? I think we're seeing glimpses of it, and some of it's from what former players and current players are talking about. I'll explain what I mean by that and take you into the Steelers locker room here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. All that and my Week 10 picks here. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 more on them later Steelers fans let's talk about the offense you know if you want to talk about the Steelers game we'll get to the Steelers Packers game and my final prediction and breakdown of how I see that game going it's a chance for the Steelers to get to six and three we talked a lot about the defense yesterday and with our with our guy Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers and how they need to take on Jordan Love you want that discussion go to that go to that episode from from crossover Thursday but I want to talk about the offense specifically the offense that could be building for the Steelers. And I know everyone's been waiting for it to happen. Hey, I've been waiting for it to happen. I'd love to cover some offense. It'd be a lot more fun, right? Talking about some fun, more ways to break things down and successful plays uh, and then putting up some more points. But I think the Steelers actually are getting closer to figuring that out. And part of it has been something I've been saying since time in memoriam that they need to have more routine plays. We haven't seen routine plays where you know, hey, if we call this play, you're getting five to eight yards in the ground or you're getting a matchup that you love almost every play in the passing game that your quarterback's going to be able to get it to one of your playmaker wide receivers. There's a lot there that I think that need, that that's needed to happen. And I think we're starting to see the foundation for that being built. When you look at the all 22 film, when you see it, break it down and compare it week to week. I think that the Steelers are finding that. And, you know, I was wondering, do the Steelers feel like that? And I went in the Steelers locker room and I started asking this question. And one time, one person I asked it to was Najee Harris. And Najee Harris said, actually, yes. Uh, I didn't pull the whole clip because it was kind of a short answer. He didn't want to give away what the, what these plays were but he did tell me and he did tell he told all of us in the scrum he said they call them bet plays and those are the plays that the Steelers feel that when they call that bet they're gonna get they're gonna you're gonna win the line of scrimmage or they're gonna win that situation and they're gonna get the key yards that they need on those those are the plays that they consider the routine plays that they know that they pull up in a big situation because those are the plays the Steelers are most confident in I asked Kenny Pickett that same question and he talked a little bit more about that here was Kenny Pickett in the Steelers locker room on Wednesday when I asked him that question Kenny, how do you think you guys are growing and how many plays do you guys feel like Say again the start. Do you feel like you guys are more Yeah, I think so. And that's what as the season goes, you kind of build those plays and, and now you're just dressing them up differently. And then you know you, you see around the league that's kind of at this point in the season, you are what you are. You kind of feel good on those plays. Um, you dress them up and you get guys open different ways. So yeah, we'll continue to do that. 
So that's Kenny Pickett explaining, yeah, they do have those plays, and now it's just about disguising them in different ways so it's not as obvious. And that does go on Matt Canada, and I think that the Steelers are finding different ways to do that you know, throughout the weeks, but they also need to hit on them more routinely. But when, again, when I ask, the, ask them about it, it's clear they're finding those things. They're still figuring those things out because this is a young offense. A lot, a lot of older offenses, they have those plays. Like, you know, it took years for the Steelers to find some of the plays that worked with the Killer B era, whether was how they would pull two to two offensive linemen to lead in the run blocking game, how they would line up Antonio Brown across from Martavis Bryant or Juju Smith-Schuster and get them in situations that they thought teams would have hard times making a choice. Do we just double cover Antonio Brown? Do we leave our corners on, on these guys over here? Who do we try to, who do we try to match up with? It's those type of calls that build a successful offense and actually get get into the critiquing of how is an offense being called but when you don't have those plays when you don't have those that foundation it is that much harder but again it doesn't matter if you call some amazing play that on a board it looks cute and, and cool you need the playmakers to execute them you need players that put fear in the hearts of defenders that force them to respect different things and force them to make mistakes that you can take advantage of them for example there's plays that mike mccarthy where he calls jet sweeps to tyree kill or to other guys based off of tyree kill and defenses when they're playing the dolphins they are so scared of tyree kill and jalen waddle and that offense that they make mistakes in those moments and and McCarthy's offense is keyed on trying to pressure them into those mistakes so that they can get more easy, easy yards, more open looks, and that's how they do it. And Matt Canada has been trying to do those things. And again, I'm not saying Matt Canada is Mike McCarthy. I don't think he's on that level at all. But I do think that he's been trying to do those things, and he hasn't had the guys that, that, that have been able to really strike fear in the hearts of defenders right away. But I think now you're starting to see it, and, you, and especially when we've been talking about all week with George Pickens, how he's attracting double teams, how he's get how he's how defenses are trying to take him away because they see how dangerous he, he is. That is part of what they're starting to do, and I think that's part of where Pickens, you know, his frustrations come from. But that is exactly what you want to open up the offense because, as Kenny Pickett said after the game, as several Steelers have said since then. It allows other people to get in single coverage and put the put the defense at a disadvantage. It also op- helps open up the run game because people are focusing on Pickens. Najee Harris spoke about that when we asked him, has he talked to George Pickens this week about, about that situation? And he said this from the Steelers locker room, same day I talked to Kenny Pickett. You've been a mentor to George in a lot of ways since he's been here. Just what do you kind of tell him when he gets frustrated that the game isn't maybe going the way he wants it to on the staff line? Yeah, um, like this is gonna be a part of the NFL. I mean, you know, I, I was I talked to him at halftime. Um, whenever you're a key player in the offense, they're not just gonna let you blow up the stat sheet. You know, that's why I think that people fail to realize. You know, I mean, they're not gonna let you be a game worker. That's what we call it. So they're gonna find ways to minimize that player. And when you find ways to minimize that player, it creates somebody else's opportunity to eat. And that's the part of the team. So, you know, I was telling GP that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with being frustrated. It's just how you handle things when you're frustrated. Um, you know, there's a, obviously he's a talented guy. They're going to do all, all types of really good things to minimize him. Um, but I was just telling him in the middle of the game, too, that you got to keep your composure, man. Just know that you're going to have an opportunity when you have an opportunity to make you play. So, um, um, you know, GP's a talented guy. Like I said, I'll, I'll talk to him before half. I'll talk to him at halftime. And I was telling him you know, just to be focused and stuff. Did you talk with him at all in the last couple days? I know that there was some stuff on social media Today. and things like that. Today. 
today. I was just the same stuff. I'm like, it's okay to be frustrated. Just, just you know, we're young. Just gotta handle it in a better way, and you'll be good. But I ain't, I ain't nothing to make a big deal off of. This is part of the sport, and I mean, it's gonna be ups and downs. But as a team, we just gotta rally everybody up and, and uh, get back to the main goal. And that's one of the games. So there with Najee Harris, you talking about how he talked to, to George Pickens during the game, after the game, saying, hey, yeah, that's a natural part of football. People respect you, so they're going to try to take you away, and we're going to have to try to adapt to that. And I think it's real funny that it's Najee Harris saying this because he's speaking from experience because he is who people have keyed on for the past two years while focusing on the Steelers because the Steelers haven't had a passing attack to scary one. So they said, hey, you take away Najee Harris, you really limit this offense. You don't allow them to get that balance because they don't have the offensive line to really scare us. They, but they, Najee Harris, as a talent, if you let him run, he'll he'll be able to make everyone else's job easier. So I think Najee Harris there is speaking from experience from all the attra- the the uh, the attention he's attracted and now you're seeing him in that Titans game him and Jalen Warren getting a lot easier open lanes because the offensive lines getting downhill a little bit quicker because one Broderick Jones is on the field and that's helping but also two you're seeing uh you're seeing defenses have to pay attention to more things in the Steelers offense because they're respecting that and that's where you know it comes into this is where creative play calling comes in. How many times are they going to use Pickens isolated on one side of the field to force a defense to declare, uh, to declare obviously, are they double teaming him or are they not? Because if you don't put a, another defender over there, Pickens, Pick, Pickett gets to know, hey, George Pickens is going to be on one-on-one, and I and I like this matchup over here. Or if they put a safety over the top on that side, you know, okay, well, that's two defenders that they're putting on over there. That means that if he's out, if he's out wide, we have all our guys over here. We can get some mismatches here, whether it's in the run game or the pass game. Um, and so those are part of the routine things that that need to be part of the steel the Steelers offense. And it, again, it has to be built on what you know Najee Harris was talking about with game records and guys who are respected in that way. And I think. What they're also starting to do is they're starting to key in on the strengths of their offensive line and pulling putting guys in situations that they're that they're they're going downhill. They're using their strength. Broderick Jones, I, I said this a couple weeks ago when we first saw him. Oh, I guess it's a month ago now, but when we first, when we first saw him against the Ravens and plays where he was he was pulling and he was hitting in different spots, and you're starting to see that there. And even against the Rams, Dan Moore doing it you know pulling their tackles letting them use their athleticism to get up and get to the second level those type of things are going to have to be game planned against by defenses which means they can't focus on everything else once when you can't focus on everything that an offense does if they do more things well and you know talking about those plays Craig Wolfley a former Steeler who covers the Steelers with uh with you know being their their color man um you know on the on the on the broadcast He's he's been talking about it when I first posted a clip of one of the plays uh, against the Rams. Where they had Dan Moore Jr. pull up into a gap and he was getting down to the second level and getting the linebacker. He said, that's that's the old 92 trap. We used to call that in the Chuck Noll days. And I'm like, wow, that that's really cool. And then he also brought it up again during the broadcast um, in the uh, against the Ravens. And there was a 33 trap that sprung open um, Jalen Warren. And it's using say O'Malley, using Broderick Jones, using those guys, finding those strengths and incorporating them more consistently into the offense. And that's where the Steelers, if they are going to turn the corner on the offense, if they're going to figure things out, they have to focus on those strengths and balance them out. And if they're able to do that, you know, use it, use it, George Pickens, whenever he's not, if you'll target George Pickens, when he gets single coverage, if he's getting double coverage, find other ways to hurt defenses and say, Hey, if you, t- if you take him away, Deontay Johnson is going to hurt you. Najee Harris is going to hurt you. Jalen Warren's going to hurt you. Maybe Darnell Washington could hurt somebody. It sure would be nice to target him more, but point being, 
there's other things the Steelers can do with this with this offense. And I think moving forward, it's going to be about playing to those strengths with how that with how they with how they build things. And I think they're starting to see it. And I think Pickett is starting to see it too. And that's what should really be exciting because as people know, if you've been listening, listening to this show, you've been watching the show, I still think he can be the guy that puts it all together. And when he does, it's going to make this offense so much more dangerous for years to come. We got to get to my week 10 picks after the break here. So stick with us. We got all my week 10 picks and how I think the Steelers Packers game is going to break down in the key parts of that game that need to be focused upon. I'm Chris Carter here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Stick with us. We still have so much to discuss. But first, we'll remind you, this show is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks and pick, all you have to do is pick more or less on specific stats for two to six players on their projections, and you can watch the winnings roll in. PrizePix is the fun new daily fantasy game that everyone needs to start playing Right now, with basketball season here, you you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from what's called the Specials League. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, if you think LeBron James and Travis Kelsey Kelsey will combine for a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus perceptions, you can say more or less, and that's your entry in on on prize picks. With prize picks reboots policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. PrizePix offers weekly promotions that, that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, where PrizePix discounts select players' projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And PrizePix does NFL, M- NBA, NHL, college sports, so much more. Download the PrizePix app right now or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. That's prizepix.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepix.com slash NFL code Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical has brought to you the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is simply filling out an online form and in some cases jumping on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared, whether you're on extended travel, bracing for major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage. Jace Medical's got you covered. Thanks to the partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long long list of daily medications can be ordered in in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have, have access, have to have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure that you have the medication in hand. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked on at checkout for a discount as well. If you, if you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase at Jace Medical and make sure you try out getting the Jace case.
We're back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We get to the Week 10 picks. Now, before we get to the Week 10 picks, as always, I give shout-outs to our top players in the Locked On Steelers Pick'em League, which you can join by going to ESPN's Pigskin Pick'em and looking for the Locked On Steelers Pick'em League. You can join at any point in time. We have over 280 members in it right now, and it's a lot of fun. In first place, there is a four-way tie for DeSos Picks, Jay Smith, Britt, and Holden, all of them. It tied for first place with 93 correct picks on the year. Jenna Harner still six games up on me, and I am tired of it. Also, shout out Jenna. We apologize we don't have her on the show, but she's had a busy schedule this week, and she is going through it with that. So we give her the time and space to get her to get to get her other job done because that's the number one right there. But we, rest assured, she will be back and on the show. So without further ado, let's get to our Week 10 picks. The Bears. I did pick them to win this game. Won a sleeper fest against the Panthers. It was one of those games that I was like not paying a whole lot of attention to because I was doing other things at the time. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, next Thursday will be very interesting because that'll be Ravens, Bengals, Steelers fans will have their eyes glued to that game. But let's get to the games that are left here. And reminder, all our odds and ends in our lines are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in America. First game, we go to one o'clock here. The Colts at the Patriots. The Colts are one and a half point favorites, and I'm taking them on the road here. The Patriots have been a disappointing team, but the Colts have been a feisty team. They've got a defense that's been getting after it, causing turnover stuff in the run, and their offense with Gardner Minshew just just, just enough. I, I got I got to see their injury report on Friday to confirm who's going to exactly be available. But I like that their chances against this Patriots team that struggled all year. Another game, actually, that's a 9.30 game, excuse me, because that's one of the Germany games, so excuse me. But now we get to the 1 o'clock games, and that's going to be the Niners at the Jaguars. This is The Niners are favored by three points on the road here in Jacksonville. And, man, I am tempted by this game, and I took the temptation. I'm taking the Jaguars in this, situ- in this situation. I think the Niners, yes, they're coming off a bye, but they're coming over to the East Coast. They're go- They're playing against the Jaguars team that's also, that's also f- fully rested. I think this Jaguars team is going to give the Niners some problems, and they're going to get after it, and you're going to see the Niners after their hot start. I think they're start- they've cooled off a little bit, and the Jaguars, they're going to keep riding high. I got them winning at home. The Saints at the Vikings. The Saints are three-point favorites against the Vikings, and look, I'm loving what the Vikings are doing right now. Josh Dobbs, if you're a Steelers fan who remembers Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs was one of the nicest people you could meet. He was always so good with kids and all the charity work that he did in Pittsburgh. And, you know, he was always like a third stringer for the Steelers. But no one ever said anything bad about Josh Dobbs as far as, or no one had anything bad to say about Josh Dobbs as far as what kind of a person he was. So when he went to the Cardinals and started balling out, Steelers fans were rooting for him there. And you saw that great, uh, the, the, the great effort he showed when he went to the Vikings, didn't even have snaps to practice with when he played for the Vikings and led them to a win uh, last week. This week, I don't think that that's going to get done. The Saints have a really good defense. Uh, they have a balanced team. I think that the Saints find a way to win here. But I do think Josh Dobbs com- comes out and does make some plays. But I'm taking the Saints to win on the road, and you can. And you, I'll keep the points as well. I think that they'll win by more than three. We're going to the Titans at the Buccaneers, uh, an important matchup th- this week uh, in the AFC for both the, well, for both teams if they want to stay in their playoff race. The Buccaneers are fi- are, are favored by one and a half points, and I'm a, and I'm going to take them on that. I think that actually the Buccaneers at home can be a team it can be a team that battles it out. I think Will Levis is starting to figure some things out, but I really like one thing. One thing the Buccaneers have they have guys up front, Vita Vea, and now Kalaja Kansi, the pit man who went in the first round this year at defensive tackle. Those guys should be active for this game and the. Titans line won't be able to hold up. I'm taking the Buccaneers here. Now, a game that Steelers fans will be keeping an eye on while they're watching the Steelers play the Packers at 1 p.m. will be the Browns at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by six and a half points at home. 
and I like the Ravens for this game. I think the way the Ravens play defense and offense will counter what Cleveland does best, and I think it'll give the give the Ravens a chance to win at home and continue to assert their lead in the AFC North, and that win will also give the Steelers some breathing if they're able to get a win over the Packers. We'll talk about that game too. Now we go to the other game that Steelers fans are going to be keeping an eye on at the 1 o'clock hour, and that's the Texans at the Bengals. The Bengals are six-and-a-half-point favorites, just like the Ravens are. I was tempted to pick the Texans because it looks like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are dealing with some serious injuries, and that would bring down Tyler Boyd to be the number one wide receiver. And Tyler Boyd, another pit man, um, he, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's still talented, but he's not that guy. He's not that number one guy that you want for Joe Burrow. And I, it makes me pull up because C.J. Stroud is playing phenomenally. But the Texans are also dealing with a lot of injury questions to a lot of different positions. So – I'm going to take the Bengals. I think they're overall the better team anyways, despite their those injuries. I think that both injuries will can, cancel out, and the better team will win this one. Bengals win at home. Again, we'll pick Steelers-Packers in the third segment here. But moving along, the Falcons at the Cardinals. The Cardinals, man, Kyler Murray's back, but – I'm not sure if it matters a whole much. This team, this team is basically setting it, setting itself up so that they can rebuild in the draft and start to rec- you know, climb back up in the future years. I'll take the Falcons on the road, winning this one uh, out of their time zone. Going on to the Lions at the Chargers. This is an intriguing matchup in the four o'clock hour here. Uh, the Lions have been a good team. The Chargers are the team that everyone says will be good every year, and then they're not. I'm taking the Lions. I think they're playing better football. I think they control the line of scrimmage. They get after uh, Justin Herbert enough in this game, and that's the difference maker. They'll win even with the three points that they're given on FanDuel Sportsbook. Then the Giants at the Cowboys. This is a crazy spread. I'm tempted to just take the the Giants if I was betting here uh, in this game because 17 and a half points is how many points the Cowboys are favored by. That's a lot of points in the NFL to put on somebody. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win, but I like the Giants to cover some because I'm not sure if they'll allow themselves to go down that much, even though the Giants are a stinking pile of trash right now. But Commanders at Seahawks, Seahawks six and a half point favorites. I think that's fair. I'm taking the Seahawks at home against the Commanders team that's not really doing too well. They were sellers at the at the de- at the deadline. Um, Jets at Raiders. This is an intriguing matchup because both of these teams are. You know, didn't have great starts, and they're trying to build it back. They're trying to, you know, build some momentum. I'm gonna take the Raiders at home in this one. I think that they do just enough uh, on defense to cause problems for the Jets. I think this is gonna, this is going to be purely about which defense gets after the quarterback and which teams uh, manages it, manages that better. I think the Raiders do that at home against the Jets better. Then we move on to uh, Monday Night Football here, and it's the Broncos at the Bills. Taking the Bills minus seven out of the Broncos were upstarts and upset the Chiefs the other week. I think that was a divisional rivalry thing, and I'm totally taking the Bills to handle their business at home. But who do I have in Steelers-Packers, and what are the keys that the Steelers have to achieve in this game? We'll get to all that in just a minute here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Stick with us. We still have a lot to discuss. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by and sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through all of them. Trust me, I've faced plenty of times in my life where I've tried to show down a lot of burdens, but found answers 
thanks to my help, thanks to help from good therapists. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in because they will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's a great turnaround time if you're looking for help. And again, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. It's actual professional therapy done online and available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist with therapy you can take up to a few tries to find the right fit for you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in to make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners right now. You get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash on. Again, that's 10% off your first month when you try out BetterHelp therapy online by going to BetterHelp.com slash on. Back here in the Lockdown Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion here. Let's focus on this Steelers-Packers game now because these are two teams that are coming into this game and both are in kind of different positions right now. The Packers, three and five. They need to, to do something to stay to stay in, in the picture of trying to get into the NFC playoff race, uh, their division. You know, the Vikings with the, with Josh Dobbs, maybe at five and four, they, they can catch them if they pick it up. But the Steelers are also are in a position where right this week, they, are, they have a chance to take some serious ground. Someone's going to lose the Ravens-Browns game and – that means either this, if the Steelers win, they either pick up, a, they bring bring it to just a half game behind the Ravens, or they gain up a gain on the Browns, and then they play the Browns the next week, and they would have a chance to sweep them and give themselves a really big cushion against the Browns. So the Steelers need to win this, we win this game because this AFC North is highly competitive, the AFC is highly competitive, and who knows how this is going to go. But breaking this game down. As I talked about it with, with Peter Bukowski on defense, the Steelers have to get after Jordan Love. They can't let him be comfortable. The guy does have arm talent, but you can't let him get comfortable enough to use it because when he's been flustered, that's when he's been running into trouble. And that's where I think the Steelers can get after him and cause some problems. And one thing that you saw if you were watching ESPN and watching NFL Live this week, there's a lot of talk about simulated pressures and how so many teams are crowding the line of scrimmage and creating easier matchups because teams don't know where the, where the pass rush is coming from. The Steelers in this, in this game, I think that they do a little bit of that to try to confuse the Packers offensive line and create those mismatches that they that they can get up front to cause Jordan Love to panic in the pocket. Both teams um, have young offenses that are trying to figure things out. The Packers have what I believe is actually, if I if I looked this up correctly, they have the youngest uh, offensive set of playmakers to work with in the receiver room and the tight end room uh, with a quarterback in the NFL. The Steelers need to take advantage of that. And that's why I think that they, that they do in this game. Jordan Love has thrown quite a few interceptions this year. I think that this is a game where uh, we see Jordan Love uh, make some key mistakes in, 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 against the defense, but it won't matter, right, if the Steelers can't score. And that's where I think the Steelers do find some of their foundation in this game to build forward on. I think that the run game, where we're, it sounds like Broderick Jones is going to start, I think if the run game is, is going to be there, that can be such a huge factor to, again, balance this offense, make Kenny Pickett not have to be the play Superman. Um, just you know, And he's done it a couple times in the fourth quarter, but you don't want him to have to do it. And I think that this could be a game where – Maybe he's playing with a lead and just trying to extend the lead instead of having to be the comeback man in that situation. Kenny Pickett and this offense 
can get it get it done, I think, against this defense in particular. And this could be a good way to get on the good foot before they get head on the road to play both their Ohio AFC North teams in the in the Browns and the Bengals in the coming weeks. I think a big key to this game, like I said, control the line of scrimmage. Don't let those running backs get loose. Get after Jordan Love. But on the offensive side of the ball, they also have to control the line of scrimmage. If you go back and you watch the Steelers' sights and sounds games, the confidence that you heard from this team, and also the confidence you heard from Broderick Jones in the locker room, I believe it was on Thursday uh, when he was talk when he was talking to reporters. There, there's there's a swagger being developed in the Steelers locker room about them becoming a more physical team, them actualizing what we've been talking about on this show, about them becoming the goon squad, the physical guys that bully people at the line of scrimmage. This needs to be a game where they start to do that. And if they start to do that, that makes Kenny Pickett's job a lot easier. That makes George Pickens' job a lot easier. That makes Deontay Johnson's job a lot easier. And then you start to build off things because then teams have to respect those factors. And this could be a great warm-up for the Browns game, but the Steelers can't afford to treat this like a warm-up. It is a going to be a live game. This is still a Packers team that has talent on it. They've got pass rushes. They've got they've got guys in the secondary. They've got guys on offense that can hurt you if you're if you're not careful. Um, I think that this game comes down to one who turns the ball over less and two who controls the, the line of scrimmage to get their run game going faster those those two things if those two things are achieved by the Steelers I have them winning this game I think I, my, my final prediction here is 24-20 Steelers and I'm saying the Steelers they the defense does just enough to keep them keep the Packers out of reach the Packers get some points in this game but the Steelers offense clicks a little bit throughout the throughout the week and I think it's going to be the most optimism Steelers fans have felt about this Steelers offense all season long after they play this game and I as I predict they get the win over the Green Bay Packers in advance to six and three in the AFC we still will have all the reactions here from the on the lockdown Steelers podcast after the game so stay tuned for all of that I'm your host Chris Carter I'll be at the game in the press box and in the locker room after the game getting all the reactions so stay tuned I'll have my post-game reaction video and then follow it up by our full episode Sunday night after the 1 p.m. kickoff here at Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. Again, you've been listening to or watching the Locked On Steelers podcast on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel for all of our daily content Monday through Friday that we produce here. You can follow me, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques on Twitter and Instagram as well as TikTok. You can also read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. We'll see you here on the Locked On Steelers podcast Sunday night after the game.